0: Hello? Is this thing on? <laughs> Welcome to Life According to Corey, a podcast where nothing is off limits. I am your host, Corey O'Brien, and I am so excited that you are joining me. I have to say, I am kind of surprised that this podcast is even happening because 2020 has been an absolute shit show. I know every single one of you can relate in some way or another, so don't even lie. This year has really tried to fuck us all up. But here we are. We are standing strong and continuing to move forward, and for that, I am very grateful. And luckily, this year is almost over, so let's just pray nothing else crazy happens. Like, I don't know, um... Trump finds a way to stay in office, (laughs) I would fucking die. (laughs) But before this year ends, we have the holidays. And when COVID isn't a thing, most people are visiting their family. And um, I know a lot of people are staying indoors and staying away from their families now, which is smart and safe and... I'm a little jealous, but for me, I will be going to see my family. And yes, before you ask, I will be getting a COVID test and then quarantining and then another one and all of that. I will make sure my loved ones and I are very, very safe. But going back home is always fun. (laughs) It's a nice reminder, I guess, to see where I come from and what I've been through. I I don't know. Does anyone else feel that way? Is it just me? I mean, unless you still live at home, then I'm sure you're just over it. Or you love it. <laughs> I, I, For me, I hated where I grew up. I hated Pennsylvania so much. I was like, fuck all these homophobic fucks. I hated these Republican... Ralph Lauren, polo-ass, wearing-ass bitches. They were super judgmental. They were super mean. And I was just like, I want to get as far away from you guys as I can. The Amish people, though, they were cool. They didn't really fuck with the conservative people or, like, the other... You know, they didn't fuck with anyone. They didn't talk to anyone besides themselves. And that's why I love them. I was like, you guys are goals. You have no friends. And your life is very peaceful. (laughs) But... Growing up in Pennsylvania, everyone made sure to let me know how different I was or how I was just not normal, I guess, in their eyes. I was reminded by my peers from an early age that I didn't fit in, and I truly believed that shit. Like, I really thought for years that there was something wrong with me and that I did not deserve the respect that everyone else was getting. I truly began hating myself and really just feeling like I deserved all the names and hate that was being thrown my way and i felt that way because honestly because i was gay it's crazy to me that i allowed the voices of others to become the voice in my head i would hear loving things from my family and instead of believing that i believed the negative voices from my peers i took all of it to heart to the point where i hated being in my own skin I would look at myself in the mirror and despise who I was. I was disgusted with myself. And this was honestly all at the age of like 11 or 12. And I just remember thinking everyone hated me. I felt that way for so many years. That those people did not like me just because of who I was. Something I couldn't control. And for years, I lived that way until one day, one of the guys that made fun of me actually reached out to me on AIM, AWOL Instant Messenger. Shout out to all those people that use that. My AIM was actually a high school dropout and I was in like ninth grade. So I wasn't even a high school dropout. I don't know why I had that. I was in ninth grade. I never dropped out of high school. Anyways, this guy was like, hey, Corey, what's up? And I was like, no fucking way. And that was the start of it. (laughs) That honestly was. Then another one reached out to me after graduation and was like, Hey, I'm sorry for making fun of you. If I tell you something, promise you not to tell anyone. And I was like, Oh, and then another one, a few months later was like, wow, man, you look so different. How have you been? You should text me. And then another one years later was like, Hey man, do you have Snapchat? And then another one and another one. And then I realized these guys, they didn't hate me they hated themselves they saw something in me that they could relate to that they wished they couldn't relate to it does that make sense they saw that from an early age i was out of the closet being who i was meant to be besides the time that like i said i was straight and i had sex with a girl in middle school who's now a lesbian and in prison and i'm super gay so That's just like, that doesn't count. But I realized that these people made me feel wrong for what they felt wrong for in themselves. (laughs) And just because they felt that way doesn't mean I needed to feel that way. Like, I was super proud of who I was. And I allowed these people to take that away from me. I'm really happy that I can see that now because I realized, and I hope other people realize, that... When someone tears you down, it's just because they see a part of you that they see in themselves that they don't like. And just because they don't like it doesn't mean it's something that you shouldn't be proud of. And moral of the story is don't listen to anyone who is mean to you because it just means they want to have sex with you. (laughs) Anyways, enough of all of that. Let's get back to the holidays. I love my family and I will be seeing them. They are incredible. I always cherish my time with them. Um, There is someone close to me that I will be seeing while I'm home. And I'm a bit concerned because this person doesn't really understand boundaries. Um, You know, I don't even know if they know the definition of boundary. But listen, I did not understand that either i did not have boundaries growing up in my family and as an adult before i got sober i was a fucking mess everything around me was so toxic because that's what i was attracting into my life and that's what i was also putting out in more ways than one (laughs) but with therapy rehab and eight years of sobriety i am in no place to entertain any bullshit whether it be from strangers friends boyfriends and even my family my peace is too important my well-being is too important because I worked so fucking hard for it and I will say this and I need you all to hear me loud and clear you do not owe anyone shit And you should never feel guilty for taking care of you. Period. That's it. So how I will stay strong in maintaining my own boundaries is that if someone steps to me wanting to argue or fight or have a text battle, I'm the wrong bitch. I will let you know how I feel and then I will be done. And sure, I've entertained that mess in the past, but... I'm letting you know now what I'm doing to stay strong and have a healthy state of mind. It's a whole other adventure when I'm dealing with this person in person and not halfway across the country. So face to face, I will choose my words wisely because for me, my happiness is more important and valuable than my need to be right. I have fought and fought to prove my point in the past. And you know what? I really did not need to. If I knew I was right, why was I letting their nonsense get me out of character? Think about that. Why did I feel the need to prove what I knew or what I believed? I could have just simply said, okay, and gone on with having a peaceful day. (laughs) But knowing me, I was like, okay, bitch, let's do it. Let's fight. I will fight you till the death. And honestly, after fighting for hours, that's normally how I felt, like death. (laughs) So for boundaries, I will make sure to also continue loving the person for who they are and not who I wish they would work on themselves to be. Because honestly, that's all anyone really can do. You can't force someone into therapy or into changing or into a healthy relationship. You have to let this person find it on their own Um, even if that means hitting a rock bottom and trust me I know what a rock bottom is (laughs) I hit them all the fucking time in the past like I literally would hit a rock bottom and the next day be like okay let's hit another one (laughs) I did not stop and that is another interesting topic which is sobriety around the holidays my using was mainly around the holidays and also not the holidays. It was all the time. Don't let me fool you. (laughs) (laughs) But I know the holidays are tough for a lot of people, especially those in recovery. Like I said, being around family, being around friends, being around drama or around your extended family that you haven't fucking talked to in 15 years, it can be overwhelming. So why wouldn't you want to grab a drink or relax with a cocktail? For me, I always ask myself, what did alcohol do for me? And no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the confidence that I thought it gave me or the laughs that I thought came with it. I'm talking about the blackouts, the rage, the hysterics, the incredibly emotional, embarrassing moments. Alcohol did not bring any positivity into my life. That's just me. It actually took my stress and anxiety and doubled it. Alcohol told me that I needed that drink or those shots to feel confident. And when I would wake up the next day and find out what I did or what I said or the fights that I got into or even the person I slept with, the alcohol was the one thing that was actually chipping away at my confidence instead of giving it to me. Um, It was deceiving and it was taking away any sort of love that I had for myself, which wasn't a lot to begin with. So I'm not saying if you don't have a problem to not drink around the holidays, go for it. (laughs) Like have at it. I am fucking jealous. (laughs) Enjoy your shots of tequila and spiked eggnog. But what I am saying is that for those who have ever used alcohol as a crutch, just Be careful, especially now more than ever, because this year has really tried to take everything away from us and we are already in a vulnerable state. So if you are depending on a substance, and yes, alcohol is a substance to ease any nerves or take away any sort of tension in your life, um, that's probably not what's best. So just be aware. (laughs) And that reminds me, I remember Christmas in rehab. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let me start off by saying no one received any fucking gifts. Okay, the therapist did not allow it. And I didn't want a gift in the first place. I just wanted to get the fuck out of that place because I was already there for three months by then. I remember they all had us cook a dish. Well, not everyone, actually. (laughs) I was assigned to just help prepare this long ass table we were eating at because everyone knew that I really could not cook. I just couldn't. My diet consisted of ice cream and grocery store sushi. So there was like turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing. Oh, my God. Yes, the stuffing. Some girl actually made the stuffing who she had like two missing front teeth and she just came from detox for crack. And I'm not going to lie. The stuffing was amazing. I was like, yes. But there was also so many different types of desserts. And I love desserts. So it was a cute day. I think back now, I'm like, yeah, it was nice. We all got dressed up and I wore a bow tie and a button down shirt. And I was really like living my white Christmas in rehab fantasy. But I say that now, I say that it was a cute day, but I remember in the moment sitting in the facility next to all these people thinking to myself, I'm not supposed to be here. I was supposed to be in Israel performing in a show, but of course my addiction took me down this path of destruction which put me in rehab (laughs) but i was sitting there thinking wow i just wish i was anywhere but here and then my mind shifted i thought to myself what if i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be what if everything in my life led me to this moment yes this Christmas in rehab moment (laughs) I looked around at everyone And I just saw a bunch of people That I didn't really know um, That all smelled like Newport cigarettes And they were kind of really fucking annoying But at the same exact time Kind of really cool And we could relate on so many different levels And I was like I'm supposed to be experiencing This exact moment Because it's showing me that This Christmas in rehab is the happiest I've been in in years. It was the first time that my smile was genuine. And I was laughing and enjoying myself with people. And that's when I felt this overwhelming sense of gratitude. I was truly thankful that I was there. And I knew with the way that my addiction was going it could have been a lot worse and it should have been a lot worse I did promise myself that that would be the last Christmas I spent in rehab and that was eight years ago and luckily I have stayed strong in my sobriety and so for that I am very thankful and also very proud of myself for working as hard as I did I think we should always be able to find pride in who we are and also give ourselves credit i think people don't want to come off as arrogant or cocky but i'm like since when is it an issue to love yourself like you expect me to love someone else to care for someone else to be there for someone else but if i say i love me i love all of me and i don't care what you think of me someone is going to say oh wow be humble Um, okay. It took me years to love me. And if me loving me makes you feel uncomfortable, that sounds like work you gotta do. Okay? I can't help you with that shit. Nor do I want to help you with that shit. Nor am I inclined to help you with that shit. So, please, move along. (laughs) You know what that reminds me of? All these people on TikTok. And yes, I love TikTok. I create some cool shit on there because I love being creative. But there are always those people who feel the need to share their opinion on my life. Like I asked. Like, wait, did I ask you what you thought of me? No. Did I ask you if God agrees with me? No. Did I ask you if you support me? No. Are you still watching all my videos? Yes. (laughs) People nowadays are very invested in what others are doing with their lives. But I will give you a helpful hint. It does not matter what they are doing over there. Like, honestly, it does not matter. Stop worrying about if their grass is greener than yours. And just water yours and keep it moving. Because if this year taught us anything, it's that we can only control ourselves. And that's so amazing. It is so freeing once you really accept that and move forward. Because I know for me, when I'm on my deathbed, I'm not going to give a shit what Karen thought of me. Like, oh really bitch, you didn't like me? Oh. Just make sure you stay true to who you are and own that shit. Love yourself and be proud of who you are. Because that's what life is about. So... If we learned anything today, it is to not only set boundaries, but to maintain them. To love yourself first and foremost, and to stand up for what you want. And if someone is homophobic, that normally means he wants a guy to f*** him in the f- <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining Life According to Corey. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed making it. So before you go, please make sure you share and also subscribe to this podcast and keep on coming back. I love you guys so much and I cannot wait to talk to you soon. Till next time.